Welcome to day 290 of Shaped by the Word, season two, the drama of scripture. And of course, we have the long-awaited return of Katie Kresge to the podcast. <laughs> uh, she simply refused to uh, come into work for the last how, two or three weeks. I'm not sure I? what's going on. Oh, it was like four or five. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Um, but anyway, here she is. And uh, Matthew <laughs> chapter 18. Thanks for welcoming me back. Uh, David Keefe is also here, and Matthew Joseph Kresge is also here. Katie, why don't you uh, start us off with a word of prayer? Sure thing. Father, thank you for this time together that you've given us, um, this opportunity to open up your word together and um, to read these words that um, that your spirit brings to life to us and that we are able to um, to hear your heart um, toward us and, and see how you have moved toward your people um, in such a loving and sacrificial way in Jesus Christ. So um, God, I pray that you'd be with us today as we read and um, that these wouldn't just be words that, that you would change um, our hearts and um, just change us to look more and more like Jesus. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. In Matthew chapter 18. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like a little children, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, and whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones, who those who believe in me, to stumble, it'd be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and be drowned into the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of the things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It's better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It's better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it truly, I tell you, he is happier about the one sheep than about the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along, so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church, and if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather together in my name, there am I with them. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him ten thousand bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. Then the servant fell on his knees before him, be patient with me, he begged, and I'll pay back everything. 
Servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I'll pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what happened, they were outraged, and they went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. And these are some hard sayings. <clears throat> and, and of course, it uh, you know begins... Uh, you know, with uh, causing little ones to stumble and then dealing with sin in the church. Mm -hmm. And, of course, even the spirit of unforgiveness. You know, so we look at that, and some of these hard truths sometimes, you know, can be very convicting uh, when we look at them. But he begins, you know, with just you know, this whole idea of greatness. <clears throat> you have to love what he says. Here, you need to change or you need to be converted and become like a little child. In other words, there needs to be a deep-seated change that takes place in your heart and life that gives you a, a more childlike faith or a deeper you know, dependence and trust on your Heavenly Father. And that's where you know greatness comes, from taking a low position and welcoming lowly people you know, are the two things that he talks about. Um, I mean, so often when we talk about greatness or you know status, like, man, I'd love to be great like insert someone's name you know not but then we encounter jesus in his words he's like you want to be great be great like this child <laughs> this little child and so what a dramatic call um you know the world has its own definitions of greatness but when we turn you know to the kingdom and turn to christ his his definition is to take on the low form of as he says other places of, of a servant one denying themselves and and, and 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 knowing and as you've said at times how do you know you're a servant well maybe people are treating you you know like a servant and so there is that just completely reversal and upside down nature of the kingdom and what it means to be great and i find myself at times battling against that mm. yeah you know? there's no doubt we always will and and, and that's you know been uh, you know back to the theme that we've had this weekend is having in mind the things of men rather than the things of god uh, that when we're looking out for our own uh, self-interest, we're deeply offended when anybody imposes anything on us or anybody, you know, asks something of us or anybody treats us like we, you know, might be a servant. Uh, but when we're in uh, tune to the kingdom, we just have our eyes on the Heavenly Father and a deep, you know, trust, you know, with Him. And then, of course, you know, we have uh, all of this uh, cutting off hands and gouging of eyes and, you know, <laughs> and, and things <laughs> Like that, and uh, certainly, you know, I, I don't think anybody should go out and, and gouge your eye because I don't, I don't think that's going to keep you from sinning, or cut off your hand. I don't think that's going to keep you from sinning. Uh, but one of the things that you know really comes out in an illustration like this is how seriously Jesus takes sin and how lightly we sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, take the same sin. And it's a strong warning that. You know, the things that we think are kind of cute, benign, we all do. You know, we have every you know, excuse we can possibly think of uh, to excuse ungodly attitudes in our hearts and our lives and our character. Jesus said, those are really serious. Mm -hmm. And not only are they serious, they're doing great harm to you. 
and of course he puts it in a context of your your sin is never private it, it is also you know causing little ones you know to stumble and that will happen uh, but woe to those uh from whom they come and i think as i process that passage like we hear him use that hyperbole and think of cutting off our hands and gouging out our eyes, and that is serious to us. But he's even putting it in a perspective of, you think that's serious? Eternity is serious is way more serious than that. Um, hell is way more serious than that. So look at it from an eternal perspective, and that changes everything because our cute little sin that we, you know, the sin that we think is mm-hmm. cute. Um, with an eternal perspective is not so cute. And um, so I think that's like, that's just such a helpful illustration that he uses. Well, I mean, we bring Katie back into the podcast and she immediately goes for fire and brimstone. <laughs> that's right. So, that's no, what she that, likes. That is, yeah. you know, that is a very, you're, you're right, Katie. You said, gosh, you'd think it'd be tragic to lose a hand. And, and of course, you know, Jesus has already said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and, and mm. follow me. What you know would it profit you to gain everything, and, and to lose your very self? And and that's you said losing a hand, losing an eye. That that's nothing. You may lose. Sin has the ability to rob you uh, of your very soul. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of ironic because a lot of times we read this passage and we tell people, well, you know, Jesus wasn't like really meaning these things, and he wasn't. But it's almost our attempt to kind of like lessen it a little bit or like soften the. Of course, Jesus didn't actually mean that. And in doing so, it's, uh, you know, it's almost like we're removing that. Jesus is really amplifying this. This is a shocking statement. And, you know, but at times Jesus makes strong statements and makes us uncomfortable. And so, like, uh, what do we do with these statements? But I I love this chapter. Even going back, one of the things that really stood out to me, going back to the little children. Krizgy's really like the hard teachings of Jesus. I know. Yeah. That's kind of where they hang for out. For others. That's kind I of where they love, hang out. I love in verse 5 when he says, and whoever welcomes once this child in my name welcomes me. And and how often you know, Jesus identifies with the lowly and those in low positions mm-hmm. and then casts the responsibility on us or or maybe not responsibility, but says, you know, if, if you welcome these, you welcome me. If you feed the hungry, you feed me. If you clothe the poor, you, you know, you clothe me. And, and just how often we see the yeah. heart of God here in identifying with those that we consider lowly. Yeah. You know, and, and I think we at times just miss that. And, and of course, you know, there, there are people that we would not welcome and people we would tend to snub or, you know, give a cold shoulder to. And the same thing would be true there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not just doing that, you know, to, to them. We're also doing that, you know, to Jesus. And mm-hmm. that is, uh, that is a, you know, hard, hard truth. Of course, we're talking about you know cutting off hands and gouging out eyes. Actually, what we are called to do is is, is a little bit tougher than just doing yeah. surgery on your body. You know, to die to sin mm-hmm. in, in order to live to Christ as an eye self. If only it was easiest. Yeah, and you know, uh, cutting off a three hand, things, but you still have your sinful self with no hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah, how much. Of course, why I go to Monty Python? And the, but anyway, <laughs> oh, man, we were like out of time to talk about dealing with sin in community because <laughs> that next section, you know, talks about dealing with sin with your brothers and sisters, and and just one thought that I had on that before we're out of time is just like, you know, this seems like um, I don't know. We hear this 
And it feels very uncomfortable to us to have to go to our brother or sister about their own sin. But um, I, you, you can tell that that is the, the loving thing to do. Um, but there's, we could handle it by not doing it at all, or we could also handle it by doing it um, in the wrong way or with a wrong heart. Um, and so this is just such a delicate thing to have to navigate and walk through and just we need the spirit's guidance with all of that and there's no doubt there's a thousand ways to do relationships along and, and and just a few ways to do them you know right and proper and they do they do take again if you want to go back you know to the earlier text denying yourself and taking up your cross mm-hmm. and following jesus you know into heart in a difficult you know situation and of course even though Katie took our, our last few minutes to talk about to, you know repairing you know the sin of the body, we we ought to see the incredible uh, portrait of grace that we have here mm-hmm. in a ten thousand bags of gold, mm-hmm. just something that if he you know could never never pay back, and, and of course the enormity of what uh, it, you know, we have been forgiven in Christ, and the fact that uh, you know he's simply the debt is simply canceled and simply taken away. And then, of course, the warning. Again, these are all hard sayings. The warning: if we, uh, if we cannot be merciful to others, then our heavenly Father will not be merciful yep. to us. David, why don't you uh, on those on those hard sayings? Yeah. repairing uh, wounds in the body of Christ, cutting off hands and <laughs> gouging out eyes, tying millstones around your neck, and all the, all the other things that we've confronted that the Kresge so deeply love. Why don't you close <laughs> yeah. us with a word of prayer? Pray for Matt and Katie. No, Father, we um, we know that your word is is good and true and is what we need, even the hard sayings. And we know that Jesus um, tells us these things um, not to necessarily to scare us or to cause us to want to get away from him, but but to remind us of what it deeply means to be his people and to follow after him and. Father, forgive us for the times we've we've taken the invitation of Christ and made it just a, a thing we add on to our day when we feel good or something we just do on Sundays. But we know that the real call of Christ is a humbling call. It's a low calling. It's a calling to to go and to restore relationships and to forgive people who have hurt us deeply. And mm. we know that's all happened because of Christ. He's forgiven us. He's he went low for us. He humbled himself, and he's called us as people to to live after him. And so we know that we can't do that in our own strength, and so we ask for your strength, um, your endurance um, to be your people and to follow after Christ. And we pray that all in his name. Amen. Mm-hmm.